0: This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play
1: in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is game day, Friday, October 1st, 2021. Thanks for being here. Spencer Linton, how is Logan this morning the land of your birth?
2: Jerem, it's a balmy 46 degrees, blue skies, sunshine. I'm freezing in the shade, but <laughs> it's okay because football is in the air. And I would like to point out, since I returned to BYU TV and BYU Radio in 2013, when I have attended the BYU at Utah State game in Logan, BYU is perfect. 2013 win. 2015, win. I did not go to the game in 2017 because I called a soccer game. Blaine Fowler was here. A BYU loss. 2019, another BYU win. I like the Cougars' chances tonight, Jerem. I'm back in my birthplace. It's part of my birthright in Logan that BYU has to win this game when I'm here.
1: How quickly did you move from Logan?
2: Let's see. I moved from Logan when I was almost four. So, hey, I was here for a little more than three years, you know.
1: Okay. Yeah, you can prove residency there. I like that. All right. Well, right? it's Logan yes, and Provo. Yes. My plan, by the way, is to drive up there after the show. So let's hang out. Uh, here's the show lineup today. It's football game day. Ah, oh, we got you covered. Voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerard will join us to preview that side of it. How are the Aggies feeling about the matchup? We'll break it all down uh, with Chaz Ayu as well, and uh, we'll discuss whether we're feeling more confidence or trepidation. Remember, this isn't the first time BYU's played a Utah State team uh, when BYU's in the top. 20. You know, there are a couple of instances historically where it's like, hey, be careful here. Uh, so we'll we'll break it all down. But first, let's get to some headlines. 13th
2: ranked 4-0, undefeated BYU football visits rival Utah State tonight, 7 p.m. mountain time. That's nine o'clock on the eastern time zone for our friends over there. CBS Sports Network. You can also listen live on BYU Radio. The Cougars are a nine-point favorite over the 3-1 Aggies.
1: Notable Cougars in the NFL this weekend. Zach Wilson and the New York Jets. Uh, hopefully uh, they can block for him. Play Tennessee on Sunday. Jamal Williams and the Lions play Kyrus Tonga and the Bears. Fred Warner and San Francisco go up against Seattle. Let's go Seahawks. And Kyle Noy and the Patriots host the Buccaneers in the Goat Bowl.
2: 10th-ranked BYU women's volleyball sweeps Santa Clara on the road. The Cougs now 3-0 in West Coast Conference play. Only one loss overall on the season, and that was on the road against a top-five pit team. Kenzie Kerber, not surprisingly, dynamite again. She led the Cougars in kills with 14. Eight digs, six blocks. Up next for BYU, winless San Francisco. The Dons are 0-12. Jerem, my spidey senses tell me that BYU has an amazing chance to win this match against San
1: Francisco. I would like BYU even if San Francisco was 12-0. Women's volleyball <laughs> there, women's soccer uh, tomorrow night. Huge game, unranked. BYU women's soccer plays at number 16 and 10-1 and Gonzaga. This is an interesting matchup. 10 Eastern tomorrow night in Spokane on BYU Radio 107.9 FM and the BYU Cougars app. The Zags are coached by longtime BYU coach Chris Watkins. This is like episode three. Vibes of Star Wars, Obi-Wan versus Anakin. I'm not saying who's Anakin. But, man, huge game for the ladies. We'll discuss later.
2: Who has the high ground, Jerem? That is the real question <laughs> but there. I have right?
1: the high ground.
2: <laughs> Don't do it, Anakin. A former BYU soccer All-American, IHL. Ashley Hatch. <laughs> and the Washington Spirit face the North Carolina Courage tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Washington coming off a 2-1 to win over Kansas City. Good luck to Ashley and the Spirit
1: I got this, in the NWSL. I got the Spirit in this one. Men's soccer beat up uh, Boise State 3-0 yesterday, improved 4-0. The dudes play at Utah State tonight in Logan at the same time as the football kickoff. So if you head up to Logan, you can go to one or the other. You got uh, football and, and Fuchi ball.
0: Okay, all rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation.
1: What's Trending is presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at Bodyguards.com. Kay Spence, here we are, game day five, number 13 BYU at Utah State. 90th meeting between the two, by the way. So how are we feeling? BYU is a nine, nine and a half point favorite in most places. On a scale of 2019 confidence, where BYU went in there with a backup quarterback, Played the third string and won convincingly to 2014 trepidation at halftime when Taysom Hill got hurt and Utah State upset number 14 BYU or 18 BYU. Where do you sit going into the game tonight?
2: Uh, Jeremy? if we're comparing it to games, I am a 2015 level of confidence where BYU in the freezing cold late November to close out the regular season came up to Logan and utilized their wide receivers to a large degree and took advantage of that high-flying offense, passed the ball all around the field, and ultimately came away with the win. A little bit leery going into that game in 2015, but ultimately confident that BYU is going to find a way to utilize their weapons in the pass game and get it done. And if you go back to 2015, BYU was similarly a 7- or 8-point favorite against Utah State in Logan. So I like the comparison there. I feel like BYU is in no way, shape, or form overlooking Utah State because Boise State and Baylor are coming up. The Aggies have BYU's full 100% attention, and they should because Utah State has overperformed. They're 3-1. and one. There were some places, Las Vegas, that were thinking that Utah State was only going to win three or four games total all year. They opened the season 3-0, and that is enough for BYU to look at and say, look, This team is legit. We're playing at their place. Their fans are going to be right behind us. we got to be locked in and ready to go. So I'm a little bit leery, but mostly confident. We'll say if BYU and Utah State played this game ten times, I think BYU probably wins seven or eight. Utah State is capable, more than capable, of throwing an upset tonight up in front of their home fans. But for the most part, pretty confident, Jerem. The one thing that's making me leery is how BYU's defense responds after the USF game because of all of those injuries. If Tyler Batty is back, if Atanisa Mahe is back, Chaz Ayu has integrated more as a linebacker. and Hanneman is now the starting safety again. Does he feel a little bit more comfortable? How does BYU's defense respond against the Utah State offense that is way more unpredictable and dynamic under new head coach Blake Anderson? He's an offensive guy. He's a genius at Arkansas State with that, relatively speaking, in the Sun Belt. He's brought that energy and that offense to Utah State. So that's what's making me leery. Not worried about BYU's offense – Interested to see how BYU's defense responds against a much improved Utah State offense.
1: Yeah, this will be an interesting game because I think, uh, you know, Utah State's the third best team that BYU will have played. I think it's, it goes probably Arizona State and then Utah and then Utah State here. And then you can debate whether Arizona is better than South Florida. Arizona lost an FCS game. <laughs> so, this, yes, you brought up all these points. Let's talk about it. As of Monday, Eliza Tuyaki said, Tyler Batty and Atu Naisamahe are expected to play in this game. You know what we're not talking about, based on what you guys discussed yesterday on the show, is if Baylor Romney gets the start and Jaron Hall's not ready, ain't no thing. always ready, man. always ready on offense to put up some points. And think about it last week. We're, we're not talking about this part. BYU put up 35 points on offense on eight possessions. Average possession uh, amount, according to Aaron Roderick on Coordinator's Corner. Again, watch it on Mondays. It's awesome. One Eastern. He said 12 possessions is the average number you typically get. He felt like if BYU got 12, they were going to get into the 50s. I'm confident BYU gets into the high 30s tonight. So the question is defensively, can BYU um, you know, show up against an Aggie team that's putting up 500 yards, that's putting up points with the exception of last week? Utah State went up to uh, Wazoo. And did what BYU is hoping to do, which is go and get a win. That was the first non, uh, Power Five road win since the seventies for the Aggies. In the first game ever for Blake Anderson, he's bringing some real, uh, some real swag, some real confidence to this Utah State program that last year was frankly a massive mess. Right? They had off the field stuff issue, uh, issues with the coaching and comments and administrate. It was crazy. Now they feel like they have some order. They trail at, against North Dakota at home, but come back and win that one. They trail by 11 on the road at Air Force and come back, so they feel confident even if they get down in this game. BYU's defense, though, I think will rise up to the occasion, and I think last week there are a few guys that could have gone but didn't because it was South Florida. That's my opinion, not the team's. So, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty confident. Yet, yeah, like you said, 2014 happened, um, but Christian yeah. Stewart didn't have the reps that Baylor Romney has. If if Christian Stewart going into the 2014 game against Utah State had come in and he had previously started three games and won those games, we would not feel the same way. Also, like four verticals was the play call most of that second half, apparently. <laughs> so the diversity of play calls. was it not up. great. Just throw it hey, up. Just, go, just get out there. Utah State is a good team. This is a quality game. I'm always happy when Utah State's good because there have been years where this was just a boring game. This is not a boring game. This is a fun, exciting game. So I'm like you. I expect the BYU defense to play well tonight, but I do think they're going to give up some yards and points. I just think the BYU offense is going to be that much better.
2: The rivalry dynamic is absolutely back, and I'm really interested to see if at any point Utah State takes a lead over BYU yeah. because the Cougars haven't trailed, at any point this season, how the crowd in Logan impacts BYU, the psyche. Can BYU handle the adversity of potentially being down for the first time all year and being in their first true road game? Because BYU, let's face it, Las Vegas was a home game at Raiders Stadium. Then BYU came home to Provo for three in a row, handled their business against the two Power Fives in USF. This is a different dynamic. BYU's players have said, we feed out the energy of the road stadium. We've seen that they do that in years past. They've liked that. But it's been two full years since BYU's played in a true road environment. Last year, yeah, they played road games, but not in front of a packed road stadium and certainly not in front of a packed crowd in a rivalry format. So if BYU trails at any point tonight, how do they respond to that type of adversity? I'm really fascinated by all of this. Uh, BYU, if, if I'm BYU and I have a chance to receive the ball first, I'm taking it because I want that thing to continue as long as possible. I want to quiet the crowd as soon as possible. BYU's confident in their offense that they'll be able to do that. I I am receiving the kick tonight if I'm BYU to try and go and score points so that they don't have to put themselves in a potential scenario where they do trail for the first time all year.
1: I think trailing's no big deal. Uh, You're going to do it at some point, um, whether it's this week or next week. Like, BYU's going to trail. I think BYU's going to trail in this game. And I don't think you'd take the crowd out of it if you score the first point. Listen, in 2008 I'm standing on the sideline, Burey's up 21 in the fourth quarter and they're yelling overrated. Um they oh, they're going to do what they're going to do, right? Um you know, they they they're mean. They are. Uh and they have an effect on the game and they uh, honestly I they I respect the disrespect, if you will. Um the I respect the impact they have on the game. But Got, I think BYU's going to trail in the game. It, it, whatever. you got to have some adversity because guess what? You're going to play a better Boise State team next week that won uh, last week in Logan uh, 27-3. to You're going to play a Baylor team that we think is the best on the schedule, right? You're going to play at USC. You're going to play Virginia at home who got a, a nice win last night against Miami. It's all good. You're going to trail at some point. That's a fun stat. It's going to end at some point. It's all good, man.
2: Yeah, you know, and, and maybe I'm giving it too much credit. But, again, probably because of the fact that BYU last year, when they won 11-1, and didn't play in a true road game, This is it's going to feel different. And so I hope they can acclimate quickly and not let some things spiral out of control. We feel like BYU is mature. And we feel like it starts at the quarterback position with either Jaron Hall or Baylor Romney, Tyler Algier, Lopini Katoa, experienced guys, The receivers with Neil Pau and the Nakua brothers, like, those guys are experienced, right? So that maturity needs to take control when things get understandably intense and maybe a little bit weird tonight as things tend to do in rivalry games. So I'm looking at the maturity there. Uh, It's just been two years. So uh, I'm interested to see how BYU handles that after. Uh, an un, an unusual layoff uh, of a couple of seasons of not being able to play in front of a true road crowd.
1: On my mission, I didn't ride a bike until my last transfer. If it, it was so easy and normal, I think that happens tonight for BYU. I think they play in front of this road crowd, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this is what it's like. Um, we totally remember, and this is familiar." Honestly, some guys, and they've talked about it this week, thrive on the negative energy, obviously the positive energy of being at home, but they thrive on the, oh, we want to quiet the crowd. You don't quiet this crowd. They're going to be doing the Scotsman in the fourth, although they did just leave and do whatever you do in Logan uh, when they were down big in the fourth quarter. Who knows? <laughs> will, will BYU cover tonight is another question I wonder about. So winning the game outright is is what we're talking about. Will BYU even uh, you know win as a favorite, which they haven't done quite yet? We'll discuss that a bit later. But the line's 9, 9.5. I could see where you could take Utah State to cover this and it be a one-score game. I could also see BYU winning this by 13 uh, or, or 14 in this one. It'll be interesting because Utah State's got weapons. Devin Tompkins is good. They've been able to run the ball. Logan Bonner can sling it. But he does have five interceptions, Spencer. Do we think BYU's going to pick off Logan Bonner multiple times? Yeah.
2: Yeah, maybe the Aggies are a little bit too turnover-prone, as they proved, especially last week against Boise State. And they just could not get out of their own way, especially in the red zone. They're obviously hoping to have cleaned things up there. I, they've moved the ball, and they run the ball, and they're averaging like 200 yards rushing a game. What can BYU's defense do to slow that down? And if they do, is BYU able to handle an air raid from Logan Bonner and Devin Tompkins and Savon Scarver. It just, Utah State's better, way better than we initially thought they were going to be. Really excited to watch uh, how BYU's defense matches up against that and Logan. This is a fun game. It's a, a great night. I cannot wait.
1: Yeah, and BYU's way better than we thought it'd be too. <laughs> BYU's number 13 <laughs> yeah, t- t- Touché. Right? Touché. Right? Our question of the day, on a scale of extreme confidence to extreme trepidation, we're just dealing in extremes today, uh, and, and extreme yep. cold. You're sitting in the shade. Where do you sit going <laughs> into tonight's BYU-Utah State game? Let's hear from you and Voice
0: of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Weigh in on
1: Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can weigh in on MySpace as well. We don't have a page At Trev10BYU, as someone who graduated from Utah State but stayed loyal to the Royal, I am a little nervous, but still confident that the Kooks pull out the win. Utah State hates BYU with all their might. I'll add mind and strength. Winning this game is all they care about. <laughs> no, they care about creamery and stuff. <laughs> BYU needs to come in ready to play with the same intensity. Another response, Jonathan Hokanson on Twitter. I'm confidently nervous about the game tonight. <laughs> what does that mean? Utah State and their crowd are going to come out of the cattle gates hot. I just hope we can just herd <laughs> them quickly. <laughs> Listen, we are farmersonly dot com. Going to have a massive presence at the tailgate. Oh. I think it's going to be awesome. I'm
2: just thinking about Happy Gilmore on a golf course uh, riding the bull. Happy riding the bull? Yes, let's go, man. BYU. Hopefully, they're riding the bull tonight.
1: That's the hope. And l- listen, people have talked about the weight and um of the old wagon wheel this weekend. Um, the old wagon wheel is unbelievably heavy. Like it literally takes like yes. five burly football players. <laughs> I was shocked at how heavy this thing is. It is. There's no way a single individual can just lift it up. Like, yeah. I want to see it. I want to see, like, I yeah. try and heft that thing. That thing is crazy. Okay, yeah. continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.
2: Hey, coming up on BYU Sports Nation, we just talked about it. Will the Cougars trail against Utah State at any point during tonight's rivalry contest?
1: And the voice of the Aggies and friend of the program, Scott Gerrard, on the matchups to watch tonight. This is BYU Sports Nation from Provo and Logan on a game day.
0: This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: Join Dave, Blaine, David, and Spence for Countdown to Kickoff tonight. we to get you ready for number 13 BYU and Utah State. Will Jaron Hall play? Will it be Baylor Romney? Find out tonight. We'll get to the latest from the field 8 Eastern time. Welcome back to Studio B in Provo and outside Maverick Stadium in Logan. Jerem Jordan and Spencer Linton. We always like catching up with uh, you know the opposing team's play-by-player analysts to get a sense of what's going on with that other team. And this morning we talked to Scott Gerrard, who is on his way to Logan, to do his own radio show on 1280 The Zone out of Salt Lake City. Here's our conversation with the voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerard. Game day. Scott Gerard. what is up, man? Good to have you on the program. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I love these Fridays for <clears throat> Utah State. I think this. A tradition that hopefully we keep for a long, long time. And here we are at the 90th meeting. Blood
3: on my feet. My legs are you know, crazy. I know you guys are in the Big 12. I know life is really good. Uh, I'm just glad that you still make some time for the little people like myself. So I appreciate it. I always love coming on the show. And uh, now that you're uh, rubbing elbows with uh, with the big boys, I'm glad you still make some time for me. It means a lot.
1: Oh, my gosh. Get out of here. Uh, we won't be high and mighty for two more years. Um, let's talk about the matchup. <laughs> BYU and Utah State. BYU is a nine-and-a-half point favorite. Depends on where you look. Yet, Utah State has performed really well. Kind of have, had a setback last week against Boise State, obviously. But what's different about this Utah State program? Because the Aggies certainly have the Cougars' attention tonight.
3: Yes, yeah, certainly more energy inside the program. And this is a case where the trip Trooper really worked out for a team. I mean, they went heavy uh, with quarterback. They went heavy at defense. And they've hit on a lot of these guys. Uh, Logan Bonner is going to be your starting quarterback, and he'll play the majority of the reps. He's been really, really good. Uh, and this offense has been really fun to watch. The thing that's been uh, any kind of issues with this team has certainly been more in the regards of getting inside the red zone, and that's when things have stalled. And even in some of their wins, they've had some issues with that as well. So that's going to be a big storyline. But from the 20 to 20, this has been about as dynamic of an offense as anything you'll see in college football.
2: Scott, maybe you just answered the question, but what's the biggest difference that new head coach Blake Anderson has made specifically to this Utah State team in such a quick turnaround?
3: Well, there's a, there's a vibe and there's an energy that he brought that just was needed. And, and look, I know you guys have been around Gary Anderson, and, and I consider Gary a really good friend, uh, but it just got to a point last year where it just didn't feel like the vibe and the excitement and the energy was where it needed to be. Uh, and, and I don't know for whatever reason that was. And then, of course, the situation late in the season, uh, there was just kind of a negative black cloud, if you will, above the uh, – above. his message was, look, I didn't choose – I mean, you didn't choose me. I choose you. I will do everything to earn your trust. He brought in a really young and energetic uh, coaching staff, a really great uh, strength and conditioning coach and these guys bought in, and they mixed well with the transfers. There was an influx of talent, but it all starts and ends with Blake Anderson. Uh, he's as dynamic and exciting as a coach that you've seen, and the fact that he's already got three wins when Vegas had him at maybe three wins total for a season really shows the work that he's done. Now, again, there's there's still some things to fix, and there's some things that they need to do going forward, and they'll address those, but they've obviously this the start to the season has exceeded a lot of our expectations for sure.
1: Yeah, ahead of schedule, which is, uh, you know, the great news for the Aggies fans. We were talking earlier about our confidence going into this game, whether there was any trepidation a la 2014 ranked in the top 20 undefeated, playing Utah State, obviously an injury to Taysom Hill, so derailed that entire season. Tonight, uh, Jaron Hall or Baylor Romney, right? Waiting to see if Jaron Hall is healthy. If Baylor gets a start, we'll see. What's the confidence level on the other side for Utah State, having been 3-0, playing on CBS, Boise State coming to town, and that certainly wasn't the performance the Aggies were hoping for. But, hey, another big game, in comes BYU.
3: Well, that was a disappointing thing, too, because, look, I've called enough Utah State-Boise State games to see where I'm like, okay, there's there's a different level of physicality, there's a different level of talent, and there's just a wide gap. And that wasn't the case. And if you watch that game – you saw that Utah State was as physical as Boise State, uh, talent wise. They were right there with Boise State. Uh, it just was execution. And when you make four trips inside the red zone and you only come away with three points. They, you know, and so this team is, they're not down in terms of, Oh, we're not any good. They're down in terms of we screwed it up. We had a great opportunity. We were on network TV for the first time ever and they didn't play well and they know it. They recognize it and. The vibe around the program is you have a chance to redeem yourself against a BYU team, which this coach has said uh, unanimously that this is far and away the best team that they've played all season. And uh, there's, there's little – no, I mean, there's no doubt about that.
2: Scott, both quarterbacks for Utah State played in that game against Boise State, Logan Bonner, Peasley. Do you expect more of the same tonight against BYU or is it going to be one guy primarily?
3: No, it'll be one guy primarily if if uh, Blake Anderson has his way. Uh, I talked to Blake about it earlier in the week, and he said he felt like the two-quarterback thing has gone on a little bit too long, that it's keeping both of them from really developing any kind of rhythm. So Logan Bonner's going to be your guy primarily. Now, look, Andrew Peasley's a tremendous talent. Uh, he's not as accurate as Bonner is, but he brings an electricity with his feet. So there might be some sub-packages with him, you know, short yardage, Goal line, uh, some things to try to throw off BYU. I don't know. I'm, I'm just – that's me just speculating uh, because he's a really tremendous athlete. They want to use him in some way, shape, or form. But I, if, if coach is to be believed, and you know there's always some smoke screens, especially on BYU week, so take it with a grain of salt. But if uh, if coach holds true to his word, it's going to be primarily Logan Bonner in this game. To
1: remind Blake he's the head coach, if it goes his way, he's the head coach. He makes these decisions. Uh would, yeah yes he he can make well, that call I mean, it's but, all good but,
3: yeah but but you know let's be honest here you're a coach and you say things to the media and then sometimes that doesn't <laughs> always happen because you don't want stuff to get out so sure. I'm just saying that you know there might be some deceptive actions going on that that hasn't that's never happened before in college football we've no, never seen that before.
1: it has never ever happened and uh, you know when we had Matt Wells on here a few years ago and we said is Chucky Keaton playing this week and he wasn't you know, we already knew. He said, is, is not Borg back there? He was not back here um, telling us what was going on. But anyway, let's talk about a couple of playmakers yeah. on the Utah State side that really stick out. Devin Tompkins, uh, top five in the country in receiving right now. He's been fantastic. And then Justin Rice, a couple of, uh, Justin Rice has been a big surprise, although he played well at Fresno State, right? But these are two guys to watch out for tonight. Yeah, those
3: are those are the two you're going to point to really quickly. Devin Tompkins, Look, he's like 5'8", 155. Uh, he's not a big guy at all, but he just finds ways to get open. And he's as dynamic of a receiver as you'll find anywhere. Uh, and they'll play him all over. They'll line him up in the backfield, uh, to motion him out of the backfield. They'll have him in the slot. They'll go man up. I mean, they, they feel like they can do a lot of things with him. So he's a really dynamic player to keep an eye on. Calvin Tyler's really separated himself at running back. Uh, he's had a really good start to the season. Justin Rice, your best defensive player, uh, led the nation in TFL's last season. He's he just got a nose for the ball. And his he, he was the one that essentially saved the game against Air Force by getting a strip bubble recovery at the end of that game to finish off Air Force. So he's as good of a defensive uh, player as, as you'll see. Uh, so there, there's some good players, and it should be fun to watch this game tonight for sure.
2: The fabulous Scott Girard, voice of the Utah State Aggies on BYU Sports Nation. I'm sitting outside Maverick Stadium right now, Scott, and I applaud the effort of Blake Anderson and whoever made it so that the Utah State student section is now behind the visiting team. I think that is a brilliant gamesmanship move. That said, how much of an advantage do you really think that creates against a team like BYU?
3: Well, I mean, let's be honest. If, if you're allowing fans to get inside your head, then, then you, then that might be a you problem. Uh, I don't think it'll affect teams that much. Uh, and, and let's be honest here. The Utah State student section is well behaved, polite, nice, courteous. <laughs> There's not going to be any issues whatsoever. Uh, it'll be please, thank you, have a good game, good luck. I mean, that, that, that those are the kind of messages that are going to get across tonight. So I, I don't anticipate it's going to play a big role in this
1: game. It's an uplifting <laughs> moment, you know, prior to general conference for these BYU fans yeah. and Utah State fans. It just really carries into that. You know what I'm saying? Okay, the BYU defense last week, there were moments where it was like, wait, shouldn't this be a little different? There were some injuries, blah, blah, blah. BYU's defense was has been questioned this week. Do you feel like Utah State feels like there's an opportunity there against BYU's defense?
3: I think there's, and I'm I'm not getting this from any coaches. This is just me. I think that there's probably a vibe that Utah State has been able to run the ball pretty well this year. I mean, they're averaging over 200 yards on the ground. And so I think that there's probably a vibe that, okay, we might be able to get some yards on the ground against this team. Uh, Throwing the ball is going to be interesting. I think Boise State, provided a pretty good blueprint of what you can do against this Utah State offense, particularly in the second half and in the red zone. So that'll be interesting to see if BYU can execute what Boise State did last week in terms of their coverages and if Utah State can adjust to that. Uh, so I think that, look, I think Utah State's going to put some points on the board tonight. I, I think that there's some confidence level. I think the big question is, can BYU, Utah State's defense slow down BYU? Uh, I don't know what the over-under is. Entertainment purposes only, kids. I don't uh, recommend any of that stuff. But uh, I would say this might be a game you may want to look at the over.
1: Sixty and a half is what we're told. Sixty and a half. Woo! You like the you like the over there I think,
3: still? Uh, you know what? I'm, I'd still go over on that one.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. I I think this could be a light up scoreboard night.
3: Yeah. It'd be fun. Right. And look, we've Scott, had there's, let, there's been some of these Friday night games that have been really, really entertaining, and I anticipate we'll probably have another one of those.
2: All right, Scott, let's uh let's talk about your co-host, Hans Olsen He's uh, you know, a BYU legend, and you can tell him that we dubbed him that. Um What's this game and this day like for you, working side-by-side in rivalry format with Hans Olsen?
3: Well, you, but I don't know if he'd take the BYU out of the boy. And so uh, Hans does a tremendous job of playing it right down the middle. Uh, he's very cognizant. Obviously, he's got great relationships at BYU and Utah. His uncle's name is on the field at, at, in Logan, and so he does his best. But, yeah, I'm not going to lie. There's a little something different in the air between the two of us on this week. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there might be some things riding on this game, and uh, it, it could get a little ugly. Uh, when uh, Utah State won two in a row, I was more than happy to let him know about it. Uh, when BYU snapped that streak and uh, won soundly in Logan a, two years ago, he was more than happy to remind me about that. So, yeah, we're, we're it, it's fun. We get along really well. He's great. And uh but yeah there there might be a little uh a light uh, a little something in the air between us on this especially uh on the air today for sure
1: what what exactly are we talking about here?
3: uh no, everything we do. we are obviously big food guys, so there and uh when we go out to eat, we ring up a pretty good bill. so let's just say there's <laughs> gonna be a significant amount of lunches uh, and a significant amount of pricey lunches on the line on this one. Uh, I am making him give me some points, though. I, we're, we might not go straight up on this one. Oh, uh, it might not be the nine, but uh, there might have to be some points involved on this one.
1: The ultimate concession, needing the
3: points. Hey, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> right. look, you, you guys are thirteenth in the country. I mean, let's, come on. You know let's, that hasn't let's stopped let's Utah be real State real. before, bro. I know. I, are you flashbacks of two thousand fourteen? I yeah, get
1: it. No, there's a lot of scar tissue there, Scott. We appreciate the time, man. Um, we look forward to seeing you in Logan tonight, and it uh, should, be, should be a fun one.
3: You guys are the best. Appreciate it. Anytime. Happy to help out.
1: Scott Gerard, voice of the Aggies on BYU Sports Nation. He, he's always great. And listen, yes, there is scar tissue from 2014. There's a chance Utah State pulls off the upset tonight. We can't say there's not. In 2014, we were like, there's no way. Yes, there was a way. So confident that BYU is going to win, but uh, great insight from Scott.
2: Yeah, please just no quarterback injuries. Not in this game. We've had yes. way too many.
1: No more of that. No more of that. By the way, at Clark4BYU reminds us, remember that time BYU couldn't find the wagon wheel? <laughs> there were so many wins, BYU couldn't even find it. Okay, take us to break, brother. Oh, goodness.
2: All right, Chaz you? I go one-on-one BYU Sports Station all-access with the hybrid safety linebacker. How's his role-changing? And how does he feel the defense is set up for Utah State?
1: And will BYU trail tonight? We'll discuss again. This is
0: BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Get complete coverage of BYU and Utah State tonight on BYU Radio.
1: 7 Eastern time. And then the call of the game, of course, in the post-game wire to wire, baby. Seven Eastern on BYU Radio, Cougars and Aggies. He is Spencer. I am Jerem. This is BYU Sports Nation from Provo and Logan to interact with the show. We remind you, you can get content throughout the day on BYU Sports Nation social media platforms: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. Hey, let's whip it! Cougar Whip Ramp presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Were you Jordan up on the? Board's table right there, listing <laughs> them up. I
2: may have been envisioning that, Jerem. You'll never know. But I do present this question to you, my friends, as we open up the whip. Will BYU cover as a favorite for the first time all season? They're a nine-and-a-half-point favorite right now. What do you think?
1: I believe they will. I believe they will. I could see where it's a uh, you know Utah State cover, but a BYU win. But I believe BYU will cover. I think BYU's offense is too much for Utah State's defense. I do think that BYU have a bounce-back game on the defensive side of the ball and uh, play well. I do think the Aggies will put up some points and yards, but BYU ultimately will cover in this game by scoring in the high 30s.
2: Yeah, I'm just looking at the history. Again, going back to 2013 when BYU was a one-score favorite, 2015 a one-score favorite. 2019 a one-score favorite. BYU won by 17 and 13. They won by 23 in 2015. And they won by 28 in 2019. I like that trend to continue tonight. I think they will cover for the first time as a favorite.
1: And typically when Utah State wins, something really, really bad happened with BYU in that game or that season, right? It wasn't just like... A straight up beat like Taysom Hill gets hurt or twenty ten BYU is like one and four BYU's a bad team at the beginning. This is a good BYU team. Um, I don't I don't see you know something dramatic happening tonight, but who knows? It's sports. Uh, will BYU trail tonight?
2: Uh probably. You know, maybe maybe Utah State uh, gets some emotion going early in the game. The fans are going to be really into it. They ride that wave of emotion. Maybe Utah State scores first, but I, I think probably there's a, there's a point where BYU trails tonight. Yeah, and, I, and you know, you've convinced me too. Now that I think about it more, I, I don't know that it's that big of a deal. Now, if yeah. BYU gets down by double digits, then you watch out, Jeremy. Then it could get really weird.
1: Utah State's come back in all three wins by being down double digits, so I think even if BYU's up big and early, Utah State's gonna feel confident hey, we've been here before, right? Boise State, though, I think. I think BYU is the best team that Utah State has played this year. I think BYU is better than Washington State and better than Boise State. It's pretty obvious with the ranking and undefeated, but they haven't seen a team like BYU's offense specifically quite yet. And uh, guess what? BYU is going to be better than Hank Bachmeyer. So, looking forward to that game next week too.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You had to get—they had to get the Hank Bachmeyer shot in there. I love it.
1: Okay,
2: next question: As we transition to the NFL, Zach Wilson unfortunately has been sacked 15 times combined. In his first three NFL starts, will Zach Wilson be sacked five or more times this week at home against Tennessee, who, by the way, Tennessee has one of the
1: worst defenses in the NFL through three weeks? I don't want to hear that. Uh, they won in Seattle, and Seattle was up 15 in the fourth. I don't want to talk about that. Um, <laughs> five times? Uh, I'll say no. It's only four this week.
2: Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed that it's not five times. Like I am answering, thinking of Zach just as a human being, wanting him to be to be healthy. Like I am hoping this is this is no logic. I'm just I'm answering with hope in mind that Zach is not sacked five times. Yeah, even four would be an improvement, which is just wild. There are 17 regular season games. If the average continues, Zach is pacing to be sacked 85 times this NFL season. That is ridiculous. Please clean it up. No five We want him sacks. to break
1: records, but not that one. I want him to talk to David Carr and be like, how do you avoid sex with the Texans? That was crazy. Man. Does uh, BYU women's soccer's conference title and NCAA tournament chances ride on tomorrow's match in Spokane against number 16 Gonzaga?
2: I hate to be this dramatic early in the season because BYU still has Santa Clara on the schedule, and that is a potential season changer. And Pepperdine, yes. So I don't think ultimately the NCAA tournament chances ride on this game, but I am not opposed to thinking that if BYU doesn't beat Gonzaga they don't win a conference championship. If they lose to Gonzaga, it's going to be a tough road to climb having to beat Pepperdine and Santa Clara to win a WCC title. So, yeah, the conference championship, I feel like, is very much on the line. Tournament chances, it's way too early to declare that.
1: Yeah, amen. BYU is going to have a hard time winning the WCC. If you can't win at Gonzaga, who's much improved, by the way, shout out to Chris Watkins, what he's doing with that group. But, yes, BYU has quality wins, Uh, USC and Ohio State and, you know, there will be chances to get in the NCAA tournament.
2: All right, Jerem, let's throw in some prop picks into our rivalry Friday game fun, shall we? That's coming up next.
1: Can't wait. And Chaz, are you on the Cougars and Aggies tonight? Spent this conversation with the safety slash linebacker. This is BYU Sports Nation from Logan and Provo on a
0: game day. BYU Sports Nation is presented by The BYU Store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Get your crash course for BYU and Utah
1: State on BYU Sports Nation right now. Dropping today from the team stats and fans, social media, everything you need to get ready for the battle for the old wagon wheel. Check it out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube via the BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to the show from Studio B Provo. Spencer is outside Maverick Stadium on a game day, baby.
2: Yeah, thankfully Jeremiah was much warmer and indoors when I had a chance to recently speak with BYU hybrid safety linebacker Chaz Ayu. And that's just one of the many topics we talk about in this conversation, moving positions and whatnot. Listen, Chaz is a guy who knows how to overcome adversity. He likes BYU's chances in Logan. Here's my one-on-one with Chaz Ayu. Chaz, first and foremost, how's life as a hybrid safety? linebacker as you continue to kind of switch positions and
4: figure out how you're going to help this team most on defense? It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of banging, man. It's a real physical game. So body is feeling it still to this day. So it's trying to get used to that. What do you do in your diet to try and bulk up in a hurry? Man, well now it's, I don't really have to watch what I'm eating anymore. So now I'm just (laughs) any meal, any food I can get, I'm eating it. So, Fair enough. Late night PB and J's and whatnot. Yeah, I don't have to fight the hungry anymore. If I'm hungry, I can eat.
2: <laughs> Give the man some extra Oreos. Let's go. <laughs> Chaz Ayu is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Your team is ranked number 13 in the country. You're 4-0. and The hype continues to build naturally because of what you've done with the three power five wins and coming off a win against USF. How would you explain the feeling and the atmosphere in the locker room right now?
4: Very unsat- dissatisfied. I don't think anyone in the locker room right now is um, really happy with the way that we played in the last four games. You can you can tell, uh, you know, after the, the football game on Saturday, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of celebrating, man. It was kind of guys are just ready to get back here on Monday and get back to work. So I think it's a real hungry, hungry atmosphere right now in our, in our locker room.
2: You mentioned and tweeted out that that fourth win is always so tough to come by. That was the case last year uh, against UTSA in Provo. That was the case with USF last Saturday night. What is it about that fourth game that's
4: so tough? You know, when you go 3-0, you're kind of starting to feel, you know, the momentum coming your way. Um, In that fourth game, that team knows what they're coming into. Um, And, you know, I think both years, you know, UTSA, uh, they weren't considered. We were a highly favored team to win in that game. And then we come into USF, a highly favorite team again. So uh, it's more so just pressure that you put on yourself, um, knowing that you know no one wants to be upset. I mean, you go look at all the scores from this past weekend; um, you see upsets, and you just see teams who are only winning by three points against teams that they should have blown out by forty-five. So you know it's always that fourth game for every team that the pressure kind of sets in.
2: Yeah, the unpredictability of college football right now is pretty wild. With more top twenty-five upsets through week four than ever before in the history of the AP poll. BYU trying to survive the next upset bid against rival Utah State. Talked about the dissatisfaction you felt on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, no wonder you're sore and tired. You were on the field for a long time. How do you feel like your team and your defense has gotten better having reviewed the film against USF as you prepare for Utah State?
4: I think the biggest thing is that we had a lot of moving pieces uh, this last game. We had a lot of guys trying out different positions. Uh... A lot of different uh, schemes that we're running, um, just different personnel. You know, different guys playing on the field with um, guys that haven't really built chemistry with um, in the past that much. And so, I think this week we're kind of just settling in and, you know, realizing who we're playing with, who's around us, and just knowing who we can how to play off each other. And so, I think that the chemistry is gonna gonna come together. When I say Utah
2: State hosting BYU at Maverick Stadium in Logan, what kind of
4: feelings and uh, emotions come to your mind it brings a little smile to my face honestly you know I've I've always loved playing up in Maverick Stadium Um, I love the atmosphere that's always there you know it's a sold-out game this weekend Um, and you already we already know what we're getting into when we go up there um, with the fans up there it's a real hostile environment so uh, you know I think it brings out the best in all of us
2: yeah what is it about that hostility that you enjoy because not everybody does but you clearly and your teammates seem to all kind of like thrive in that environment why is that
4: you know i think it's just because you know it's it's fun to quiet down a crowd you know there's no better feeling than going into someone's home and you know just tearing it up you know just getting on the field and shutting down their team um you know the fans are always talking you know their stadium their fans are like five feet behind us you know it's a really small um gap on the sideline so you know we hear everything uh, and you know, it's just kind of fun to, you know, come off after a big stop, uh, on defense and kind of look at that fan that was talking trash you that series before, uh, you know, just have fun like that. You know, it's just, we like to have fun with it. And I think that's one way that we do that.
2: Utah state has shown the capability to put up some points. They have three wins coming off a tough loss to Boise state are the Aggies, but uh, as you mentioned, they're going to be hungry. They're going to be playing in front of a sold out crowd. What do you know specifically about their offense that is a cause for concern for the BYU defense?
4: Uh, You know, I think the one thing that we need to do the best this week is just handle their tempo offense. Um, You know, that was something that they made a priority, and they've talked about it. They want to be the fastest team in America. Um, And so we want to get them off the field, limit their amount of reps that they can get on offense, and just keep them out of a rhythm, really just keeping their uh, quarterback guessing, keep their running back uh, from making big plays. And I think if we can do that, we'll we'll do really good. I know you can't speak in specifics when it comes to
2: injuries and which teammates are going to be back, but I will ask you generally, how's the health of the team and the defense specifically compared to what it was against USF?
4: Uh, We're going to have a lot of guys returning this week that we missed out on last week. Um, So I think our defense is going to be a little more complete than we were Uh, last week but you know those guys that were playing last week are still going to see playing time so we're going to see a lot of the same guys rotating in and you know really reaching into our depth Chaz how does the rivalry with Utah State compare to the rivalry
2: game against Utah
4: you know I think I mean the obvious with the fans everything that they see you know Utah has been you know in the Pac-12 they've competed for the Pac-12 South Championship and all of that stuff so I think they kind of respect Utah more but for us it doesn't really change anything I think Utah State's a really good football team that can really come out and do do damage. Um, in my personal opinion, I think Utah State is one of the most random teams as far as success goes. You know, they came down to Provo and blew us out forty-two to something um, one year, and then the next year we blow them out forty-two to something. So, you know, I think with Utah State, it's really just who comes in the most prepared and makes the least amount of mistakes. And um, you know, the robbery game and that aspect of it, we kind of we approach it the same. Um, as we approach Utah to be honest
2: Chaz you know how this works you come on the show we funnel you as much BYU Sports Nation karma as we can gather together it's headed your way so that you can have a fantastic game in Logan against the Aggies whether you're playing linebacker or safety but uh, stay safe enjoy the week of preparation we look forward to watching you under the lights at Maverick Stadium man
4: thank you I'm going to need all the look I can get so appreciate you guys
2: Chaz Ayu and BYU 4-0, but he is dissatisfied. We'll see if that carries over to Utah State. Coming up, who gets our rise and shout-out today?
1: Plus prop picks. So oh, we got some good ones. This is BYU Sports Nation on game day from Provo and Logan.
0: This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation is always
1: on demand via the free BYU TV and BYU radio app. All right, let's get to some prop picks presented by Tim Daly Nissan, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. Number one, which BYU player will lead the team in receptions and how many?
2: Jerem, I think BYU is going to go with what they've always done, and that is rely on the taller receivers. So watch out for Neil Pau specifically. He's a bigger receiver for BYU. He's going to lead the Cougars with five catches tonight.
1: Ooh, I like it, but I like Gunnar Romney with six even more. I think he continues to build off of his standout game last week. Number two, will BYU's defense have more sacks or forced turnovers or takeaways tonight, and how many?
2: I'm going to go with sacks tonight against the Utah State quarterbacks. Not a crazy number, but just, you know, a moderate two. Two sacks tonight against Utah State's quarterbacks.
1: They get the ball out quick, so I'm going turnovers. They've been prone to turn it over. I go two as well. And finally, number three, more Puka Nakua receiving yards or distance on Ryan Rico's (laughs) longest punt. Uh,
2: I'm going with Rico. That dude's (laughs) a beast, man. Um... I'd probably say 59. Let's go 59 yards on a Rico punt. Puka probably has somewhere in the
1: 50s receiving. I'm Rico, and I'm 65. Bombs away. Our question of the day, on a scale of extreme confidence, which I have in Ryan Rico, and so do you, or extreme trepidation, where do you sit going into tonight's BYU at Utah State game? Our elite voice of the day is presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at Kip Kent. Take a healthy portion of confidence with just a sprinkle of trepidation mixed in. Bake at 400 yards of total offense and 31 points for three hours until the win is golden or the right shade of blue, I would add. Very nice. Very nice. Today's <laughs> rise and shout-outs are presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Who gets it?
2: I'm giving it to BYU Football Recruiting. If you know, you know. Hey, it's going going well right 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 now. now, Yes,
1: and uh, to commitments and decommitments. Hey, and shout out to your Orioles for helping my Mariners. (laughs) Mariners really have a shot here at the playoffs for the first time in 20 years. I'm so excited.
2: Baltimore's here to help Seattle make history, Jerem. Let's go.
1: Let's go. Our thanks to today's guests, Scott Gerard and Chaz Ayu.
2: And the conversation, of course, continues 24-7 on our social media platforms. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook specifically. Use the hashtag BYUSN.
1: Sorry, Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time. For Spencer and Logan, I'm Jeremy Provo. Shout out to John Walsh. See you tonight for pregame on BYU Radio, 7 Eastern, BYU TV at 8. Keep the old wagon wheel in Provo. Go Cougs!